0: Welcome to the Three Creeks Church Podcast. We're a church in Gahanna, Ohio that exists to help people find and follow God. We hope this message encourages you, challenges you, and helps you discover how much God really loves you. doing a series called This Is Still Us. We launched our church on February 18, 2018 in Goshen Lane Elementary School, and the first series we ever did was called This Is Us. And for the first four weeks of our church's public existence, we went through the four core values that we wanted to define our church, what makes us us, what makes us unique. And so it's been over three years since we have talked about this as a family, before I get into one of them today, I thought it would be, I it would be honoring and cool uh, to try this. If you were there for This Is Us in Goshen Lane Elementary School, will you stand up where you're at? If you were there for This Is Us in Goshen Lane Elementary, could everybody else give these guys a round of applause? Because that is cool. That's awesome. You guys can have a seat. In a world where there's a lot of moving and shaking, I I think that uh, the stability that you have chosen and staying with, with one church family is, is pretty cool. So uh, kudos to you. When we did this series four years ago in all four messages, and I listened to them in preparation for these messages, I went back and listened to young Joel, young, young Joel, and and uh, I I In all four of them, I, I made sure to say we did not choose these core values because we liked them. We didn't choose them because we read a book about them. We didn't choose them because another church had them. We went to the Bible, and we tried to ask the question simply, God, what do you want this church to look like? What, who are you calling us to be? And then as a leadership team at that time, we landed on those four and today, this is the this is the graphic back in the day. I think some of some familiar faces on there for sure. Jenny and Aaron, come on, uh, that's right, Mackenzie and Aaron. Anyways, this was the graphic from back in the day, and this is the graphic for this series. This is still us, and. What I am proud to say is that they haven't changed. My personality is bent to like change. I like to be moving and shaking a little bit. The only two things that I know of that haven't changed for sure in the last couple years are my wife and my Chipotle order. But other than that, I'm moving and shaking. And I'm very proud to say that our our church still uh, values the same four core values. And they are truth... We believe the Bible is true, and we want to live our lives by it. Gather. We grow best in groups. Serve. We want to serve our local community and people around the world and love whoever you are, wherever you're from, whatever you believe, you're welcome at Three Creeks Church. And today, I would like to start the series off by talking about the second one that I just mentioned, and that is gather. Gather all through the new testament we see this church budding up in acts chapter 2 it starts and people start to gather and it doesn't it's not you know you're not going to hear me say this and be like wow i never thought about that but but we grow best in groups we weren't designed to do life alone we weren't we might survive but we certainly won't thrive if we're by ourselves togetherness matters and gathering matters and we grow best in groups and and you don't need me to rattle off psychology statistics or sociology statistics because as soon as I say mighty ducks you agree with me right they're down by three they're going into the third period coach Gordon Bombay comes into the locker room and Charlie's there and the Bash brothers are there and Goldberg's there Coach Bombay says just when you think they're about to break apart and the kids say, ducks fly together. What is that noise? There it is. And when the wind blows hard and the sky is black, ducks fly together. And then the one player from Texas says when the roosters are crowing and the cows are spinning circles in the pasture, ducks fly together. And when everybody says it can't be done, and then we all, we all went and played hockey. As soon as that was over. Yes. Togetherness matters. Raise your hand if you ever watched Friends. If you enjoyed the show Friends. I think most of us did. And now raise your hand if you watched Cougar Town. You didn't. Because Monica, without the other six, you didn't watch Joey either, right? Togetherness matters. And gathering matters. And groups of people are powerful. And hasn't, hasn't the last 18 months revealed this or, or confirmed this belief to us? In, this, in the last 18 months, when over and over it feels like we're not allowed to be together, how's that felt? Because as the isolation has gone up and the separation has gone up, so has the depression and the anxiety and, and all these, it's like a mental health crisis. For, for, for centuries, people are going to look back and they're going to study what happened to our heads during this time. And, and, and I would venture to say that the emotional toll and the spiritual toll and the psychological toll that this thing has had on us has been doubled or tripled or quadrupled or whatever it's been magnified because we haven't been able really to be together for so long. I know the last four or five months, things have been different. We started to get together. But remember, for a year, we really weren't allowed to do this. We spent 55 Sunday mornings not able to gather. And that took a toll. And I don't think any of us really know the toll that that took yet. I think the jury's still out on what that did to us. When people ask me, how did your church handle COVID? I said, I don't know. Ask me in a couple years, because I think the toll that it took on our, our emotions and our spiritual life, I think that this pandemic has not only been you know, a very physical thing, but it's a spiritual thing. It's havoc on our spiritual lives, and it has a lot to do with the fact that we haven't been able to get together. We haven't been able to gather Morgan already mentioned it, but community groups start this week. It's one of the best things we have going on at this church. I think we have 16 groups. They meet Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. A lot of them have child care, and we do message-based guides. So that means essentially what you do is you get together with 8 to 12 other people that are in this church. You form real friendships. It's not something that you can just attend. It's something that you participate in. And we do it, you know, kind of during the school year, and they start today today. gathering matters. But today, rather than talking too much about community groups, I want to talk about Sunday morning church. I want to talk about church service. And I don't know what your first experience was like. Maybe today's your first experience. We're glad you're here. I I don't know if you grew up going to church or this is new to you, but I want to talk about Sunday morning church and the reason why you're here. The reason why I think Sunday morning at 10 o'clock at Gahanna Middle School West, the reason why it matters. And I want to talk about it because on the whole, in our country, people are beginning to believe that it doesn't matter. And just to prove my point, 68% of people in America would identify as Christian, but 34% of people in America regularly attend church. So, so it's, almost, it's double. It literally, there's, twi- there's, there's, there's just as many Christians who go, I don't need Sunday morning church as those that say that they regularly attend. And those that regularly attend, the 34%, they go to church on average 1.2 times a month to consider themselves a regular attender. Now, I'm very proud to say that I think at Three Creeks, our percentage is much higher than that. I brag about you to other pastors who... Maybe their stats are more aligned with that. But I wouldn't say we're totally exempt. And this isn't an area that we shouldn't talk about as a church. But at the end of the day, why? Like, why would you come on a Sunday morning? The last, uh, in the last 18 months, as many as one-third of people that were attending church regularly, one-third of them have given it up altogether. They said, they they just kind of, Experienced Sunday morning, I guess, without church, and said that they would prefer that. And I don't think that's due to COVID. I think COVID accelerated what was already a widening gap between personal faith and organized religion. And I, I, in studying for this message, I read, uh, I read half of a book, and I probably read ten articles. Every Christian pastor blogger right now has something out there about the reasons that you should go back to church and if I compiled all of them I could probably come up with 75 or 80 reasons that I think that you should come to church on a Sunday morning but the bottom line is this for every reason that I think you should come to church you have more reasons not to there are more things out there competing for your time and attention, even on a Sunday morning, than all of these reasons that I could give you to be here. And, and they're not even bad. They're, they're actually good things like birthday parties and weekend trips and AAU basketball and vacations and, and many things that, listen, I do these things. I love these things. But, but they're creep- Sunday morning isn't sacred anymore in our American culture, right? And so every Sunday, it feels like you actually have a decision to make. Do I go to church or do I do something else? You have options most every weekend. And a lot of times, let's, let's just be honest, a lot of times we are, are here at church when there really isn't much else going on. Like when something else didn't try to take us away, we're like, okay, well then fine. I guess church fits this time. I'm not talking to everybody in the room. I'm not talking about every weekend. I'm just saying on the whole, if we're being honest, church is kind of on the chopping block a little bit. And I I just want you to know, I'm not, I'm actually not, uh, how do I say this? I'm not mad. I don't really, I'm not really frustrated and I'm not trying to like be mean and, and just to prove my point, I want to make sure that I have a a few things clear. Number one, I don't think that church is just a service. In fact, I know church is not a service. Church is is the ecclesia. It's the people of God. Right? But I think maybe a a better definition would be that it's the people of God gathered together. I think that's what a church is. I also don't think that you're a Christian if you come to church because I know a lot of people who go to church a lot who I don't think are Christians, who I don't think are following Jesus. And, And you... I, you probably do too. And I also don't want you to hear me say today that you are never, ever, ever allowed to miss church. Because I miss church and I get paid to be here. Like, there are legitimate reasons to not be at church on Sunday morning. I, and here, here's an example like I want you to go on vacation if you don't go on vacation I would say that you're not living a biblical life you're supposed to go on vacation you're supposed to take a break you're supposed to take a Sabbath but when you get back from vacation on a Saturday and say that you need to recover on a Sunday I don't know right I, I, I'm just being honest And so I'm just saying, this is what I'm trying to say. To us as like a church family, this uh, this is not a message for the masses. If you're watching this and you don't go to our church, I don't even know if I'm really talking to you. Like I'm talking to our church family that missing church and being late to church has become a little bit too much of a habit for us. Like when we keep back here, we have this like countdown clock. And every time the the program person says, hey, what time do you want to start service? And we come out here and poke around the curtain, and it's like nine people are here. Jeff and all of his friends were here today. Good job. Like nine people are in their seats at 10 o'clock, and we're like, well, I guess maybe bump it back because we want everybody to experience the first song, and so let's just start at 10.07. I would just, are you late to any other meeting in your life as regularly as you're late to church? Maybe you are. And, and, and so can we just be honest and say that like missing church, being late to church is a little bit too frequent of a thing. And I also, one side comment I would say is that this summer felt like we, we were like free, right? Right like all the trips that we wanted to take for the last year we're like let's just do them all like let, let's go everywhere with all of our friends let's just do it all and then like the middle of august hit we're like man i'm exhausted from all of that and so i think there is this piece of us that kind of wants rhythm back and wants regularity back which is why we chose to do this series right now in september when i feel like everybody's kind of you're back from your 19 vacations and now we can settle in and start coming to church every week now a word of encouragement, let me take you to the Bible. if you have your bibles let 's turn to the book of Hebrews and go to chapter ten in the book of hebrews the the author is talking to believers, believers that are that are in that are living in the formation of the church, and the author of Hebrews in chapter ten gives us a command from God to us about whether or not we 're supposed to get together and and he 's talking to people, and I think he's talking to people that are feeling some like us, where it, from time to time, is a struggle to get together. And he writes in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, this is what he says. He says, let us not neglect our meeting together, and then look at this, as some people do, but let's encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Let's not neglect to meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. That's what the NIV says. As as some people do, there's other groups of people that are in the habit. They were meeting together, but they're not anymore. But Christians, Christ followers, we've got to, we cannot neglect meeting together because if, if we've got to keep gathering, one of the keys to our mission as Christians is that we have to remain together, gathered often. And in 2021, we have the question, what for? What for? Why bother? Why show up? Why wake up early when my friends sleep in? Why walk in when it's raining? Why endure small talk in the hallway about the weather? Why bother? Why should I attend a church service? Why should I show up on a Sunday morning? What's the point? Because I've been there, I've done that, and I've heard just about everything Joel has to say. Why should I show up to church? There are many reasons I could give you, but I only want to give you one. I've chosen one because it's the it's the most important one. It's and and I want to I want to share it with you by telling you a story. I heard a pastor in Arizona and he was friends with Faith Hill. And this is in the late 90s when Faith Hill, you know, big deal, right? Some of you guys are old enough to remember that. Not many. We're a young church. But, you know, late 90s. And Faith Hill was, was you know, really, really popular at the time. And the pastor, everybody knew that the pastor knew Faith Hill. They'd been friends in college or high school. I don't know how it all worked. But he, it was pastor in this big church. And he, four weeks leading up to this one special Sunday, he said, guys, I've got a special guest coming. Special guest coming to church. Don't miss it in 4 weeks. We've got a special person coming. You're not going to, want to miss it. And there's like chatter in the seats. Do you think it's Faith Hill? He knows Faith Hill. Do you think it's her? 3 weeks 3 weeks before that Sunday. Guys, 3 weeks. Special guest coming to church. You can't miss it. The chatter continues. Do you think it's Faith Hill? Do you really, could it be somebody else? Maybe it's Faith Hill and a group. Huh. And so people are they are just getting excited with one week before he says, guys, next week, next week is the Sunday. You can't miss it. I, I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's a surprise. A special guest will be with us here, right here in this church. Tell your friends, tell everybody, get everybody here. Let's fill the seats. Special guest on their way. Do you think it's Faith Hill? He goes I don't know if this was a good part of the story it kind of seems deceptive to me but whatever so he he brings this you know artist bus and parks it by the church on that Saturday is it Faith Hill Everybody's in there The music's going. They're hitting beach balls around. Faith Hill's coming, man. And the pastor goes up and goes, Guys, special guest, you're not going to believe it. Today, here to meet with you is God. And it was as awkward as that right there. (laughs) Nobody, they wanted to see Faith Hill. Or, Or some other surprise guest. And, and, I, and I heard that story, and as I even tell that story, do you think that's funny or sad? Maybe my one reason to come to church will have maybe a similar effect on you. It, it's so simple, but, but if we don't do it, then we've got to be reminded of it. The only reason that I want to share with you today, the reason we come to church is we come to meet with God With the people of God. We come to meet with God with the people of God. The church, the ecclesia, the gathering, the meeting with God is happening here. And if you say that's it, I say that's it. We come to meet with God with the people of God, and I would maybe even change one word on that slide. We come to meet with God with your people of God. Like your people, your church, your family. We come to meet with God with your people of God. And I'm not saying that you can't meet with God in other places. I know that you can, and I know that you have, and I know that you do. But there is something special and spiritual and unique about being with your church family who want the same thing, who want to meet with God. And so the the moment, you guys know the moment when the alarm goes off and it's like, oh, it was late last night. It's like snooze or go. In that moment, I want you to think to yourself that my people of God are going to meet with God and I've got to be there. Like I need to be there. When, when you're, I know people in our church that actually do this, and I, I, wanna, I almost want to say their names, but they might be mad at me because I said their names. But if they go on a weekend trip away, and there's not much going on on Sunday, these are, th- there are people in our church who wake up at 6.30 or 7 in the morning, and they get in the car, and they come here to be with their people to meet with God. To be with their people of God to meet with God. When the Buckeyes are on and it's a night game against Akron— and it's up, you're up to one watching us win 74 to 0. It's like, ah, I want you to think there's a meeting with God, with my people, with God, and I, I should be there. When you just get back from vacation, when you don't like the series, when it's raining outside. You guys, people in Afghanistan are meeting together knowing that they might be killed, but they, they've got to be together. And, and when you think about that, it's just kind of embarrassing to think of the reasons that we come up with not to be here. We've got to be, we got to meet with God. Like when your people of God are meeting with God, you've got to be there. I want to be, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you back to Hebrews in just a second. I'm going to take you to Hebrews chapter 13 in just a minute. And I'm going to show you this verse that has been just sitting on my heart for a month. And I've been really excited to share with you. And uh, I would say that the author of Hebrews doesn't just say, hey, don't neglect meeting together, but he actually kind of gives us what we ought to do when we do meet together. I'm excited to show it to you in just a minute. But before I do, I I just want to be clear, and I want to be very honest, maybe vulnerable, but I, I hope that this is helpful. I think that if we're not careful... Like that, that reason, we come to meet with God, with the people of God. I, I think if you're a Christ follower, you're just like, well, yeah. But, but I think that perhaps at times, we start coming to church for other reasons. Other good reasons. Not bad reasons, but other reasons. And if the other reasons are the primary reason that you come to church, you are going to be disappointed. You are going to be let down. If the other reasons that are good reasons that you know that you want to come to church, if they become the primary reason, they're going to let you down. If you are coming to church just to hear a message, just to hear a sermon, I am definitely going to let you down. Some of these messages are awesome, some of them are okay. Some of them not so good. The jokes sometimes are great. Let's be honest. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes I don't go deep enough. Sometimes I don't go to the Bible enough. Sometimes it's not relatable enough. Sometimes it doesn't apply to you. I'm going to let you down. Sometimes you're going to look at the series and go, this doesn't even apply to my life. I'm, as a message giver, we're going to let you down. If you come for the songs, it's going to let you down. We didn't even have the words on the screen a couple weeks ago. We're going to sing songs that aren't your favorite. Sometimes it's going to feel stale. It's going to let you down. If you come because you're like, well, I just really want my kids in church. Another kid is going to hit your kid. (laughs) It's going to let you down. You're going to go back there and they're going to have ice cream all over their shirt. New shirt. It's going to let you down. If you come to make friends, I think it's a great reason. They're going to let you down. They're going to let you down. And if we do that, listen to me, if those are the reasons that we came to church, if they're the primary reason, they will become the reasons that we don't go to church. They will go from the reason that you came to the reason that you don't. So they can't be the primary reason. The primary reason has to be to come to meet with God who will not disappoint you. James says, draw near to me, I will draw near to you. And, and I didn't say that. I didn't write that. Sometimes you want to come near to me and I, I, I forget to come near to you. But God will not. He will not. You come to meet with God. He will meet with you. And, and a symptom, listen, a symptom that maybe another reason is the primary reason that you come to church a symptom of that would be that you become more of an evaluator and less of a participator. You evaluate more than you participate. You become critical. You become frustrated. And you say, well, I don't like that. Or I don't like this. And I don't really know how to say this kindly, so I'll just say it. I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore because... The, the, how we measure success as the staff of our church who who puts together Sunday morning services, how we measure success is: did we create a space for people to meet with God? Did we create a space for people to meet with God? And so I, I just was, I'm like, well, it's not really about you. It's more about God and you getting to meet with God. And so if you don't like it, it wasn't for you. It was for God. And it was it was for you to have a space to meet with God, and I, I'm not trying to, you know, get a free pass and do a bad job and say it's your fault you're not meeting with God. Like we're trying to do as best as we possibly can to create a space so that you can meet with God, and I'm open to how we can do that better. I really am. I'm interested in in how you think we can do that, but but I'm not really I'm not going to like cater to everybody's needs and wants. I want to know what would honor God. How can I create a space for people to meet with God? And then the, really the ball's in your court. What, is, what are you excited to be here about? Like on your way to church, when you're driving here, what's going through your mind? Is there this, this like when you drive to any other important meeting in your life, you're probably in your mind going through, what are you going to say? What's it going to be like? What's the experience? You're, you're, going, you're kind of mentally preparing for that. And if you're anything like me, sometimes I just walk into church and go, Okay, here again. And so I, I, my request is that maybe that you would do both yourself and me a favor and lower your expectations of what you think your church should be doing for you. Like for your sake and mine, like lower your expectations of what you ch- you think your church should be doing for you and just come in here on a Sunday morning and and. With the only box to check, the only expectation, I just want to come and meet with God. I just want to come and meet with Him and praise Him and listen to Him and just come and be with God. And if you do that, if you do that, I believe with all of my heart that our lives will be blessed, that you will be blessed with a rich relationship with Jesus that you hear other people talk about and wish you had. If we come in here with a lot of expectations, it's just a recipe for disappointment. But if you come in here and the only box to check is I just want to meet with God with my people of God. That's, that's the goal today. Then we are going to win as a church. We are going to win. We're going to win. The, the author of Hebrews, I told you about this. The author of Hebrews not only says don't give up meeting together. Other people are giving up meeting together. We got to stay together. This is part of the recipe here. We've got to keep meeting together. And then in, in chapter 13, so flip over probably a page and a half. In Hebrews chapter 13, this is a verse. I've been sitting on it for weeks. This is the moment. I finally get to share it with you. I'm excited to do it. Hebrews 13, 15. It says this. Through Jesus, therefore... Let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name. Let me read it again so that we don't miss any part of it. Through Jesus, look at this, therefore let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name. That's what we're supposed to do when we get together. We're supposed to offer this sacrifice of praise. What is a sacrifice of praise? Well, let's go through this verse just a few words at a time and look and see exactly what the author of Hebrews is trying to share with us. The first two words, through Jesus. Everybody say, through Jesus. Let's try it again a little bit louder now. "Through Through Jesus. You guys... Let's make sure we're on the same page here, that without Jesus, we don't have a church. We would not be here. No one is saved from their sins. And so the only point, really, to gather together is through Jesus. It's because of Jesus. Without Jesus, we are still sitting in our sins, separated from God. And God sent Jesus to be the bridge from, so that we can meet with God. The, 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 the reason that we come to church to meet with God, with our people of God, impossible without Jesus. And so the, the author of Hebrews wants to make sure that we get that. It's through Jesus. When we come to church, we come through Jesus. And then it says, let us continually. Try that one. I know that was hard to say. This is not a one-time thing. A relationship with God is not a one-time moment. I prayed a prayer. I was baptized. I took communion. I did that when I was younger. The author of Hebrews says, let us continually, let us keep doing it. Let it be a regular thing. Every Sunday morning at 10, I might suggest. Let's continually do this. Gathering and praising God is something that we should do continually and look at the next word offer everybody say offer Offer. You guys offer this to me is a great word because it means that i'm not a a worshiping robot This is not a mandate. I don't have to pay my dues. I don't have to earn it God is asking us that when we gather together that we would offer this that it would be our will our choice to come in and go I offer this I give this Uh, It's 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 on us a little bit to come in and go I am choosing today to come and bring this offering to God we're not you know mechanical robots being forced to do things this is an offering and then he says a sacrifice of praise what is a sacrifice of praise well, before the author of Hebrews wrote Hebrews, and, and by the way, he wrote Hebrews because Jesus came and essentially just changed the game. He broke the system. All of the laws that used to exist on how you meet with God, Jesus came and, and ratified all of them. He changed all of them. Now we meet with God through Jesus, but before this book was written, people were confused. And so the author of Hebrews writes, you've got to bring a sacrifice of praise. And they, were, they looked at it, wait, I thought we were supposed to bring a sacrifice of goat. I thought we were supposed to bring a sacrifice of cow. And now I bring a sacrifice of praise? The way that people before Jesus would meet with God is they would come into the temple and they would have to bring a sacrifice... And put yourself in the shoes of somebody bringing their best lamb or their best cow in order to meet with God. They didn't want to do that. They didn't think, I really wish I'd get rid of one of these animals. It's worth a lot of money. I really wish my family had less to eat. They would come and so then they would bring this sacrifice and it was an offering so that they could meet with God. This is how It worked. And the author of Hebrews goes, not anymore. Now, through Jesus, we can continually offer a sacrifice of praise. And that means, for me and you, that from time to time, praise, gathering, is going to cost us something. It's going to be a sacrifice. You, you might miss out on being with somebody else or doing something else or being somewhere else so that you can be with your people of God, meeting with God while while it changed that we don't have to bring a cow or a goat anymore to beat with god it didn't change that from time to time it's supposed to feel like it costed you something it's supposed to feel like it costs you sleep it's supposed to feel like it costs you time with other people because you just had to be with god and so the author of hebrews says let it be a sacrifice of praise and the sacrifice of praise It's lips that openly profess His name. It's lips that openly profess His name. It's not just a head that thinks about His name. It's not just I read about His name. It's lips that openly profess. And so when we come in here to church and we sing songs, the author of Hebrews is going, when the people of God get together, and when they're going to meet with God, it's just appropriate. It's a sacrifice of praise for the lips, us. If you're a believer in Christ to openly profess his name and sing loudly and encourage one another a lot. And so three creeks, listen. I just want to I want to urge us together. I want to urge us to come to meet with God and don't come for the other reasons. The other reasons are good and they are nice, but they are perks. The ultimate reason that we come together on Sunday morning at 10 is to meet with God, with our people of God, to bring Him a sacrifice of praise. A sacrifice of praise. And God will meet us in that place. God will meet us in that place. When we were planning this service, sometimes Brandon and I worked together on what songs to sing, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes he picks them and I do the message and it's just a separate thing. And this week was a separate thing. And on Wednesday when we got together, I was like, are you really singing that song on Sunday? He said, yeah, we just, it was random. We just picked it. And I, I don't, I'm not a real big believer that when God is at work, that there's a whole lot of coincidences. I think God ordains coincidences to happen. And the song that we're going to sing in a minute is called Nothing Else. It's a song we've sung before, but it's that, that we just came here for you. We just want to meet with you that nothing else will do. That's the words of the song. Nothing else will do. And so I'm asking that you would take a minute and consider what this looks like for you. What does the sacrifice of praise look like for you? And then if it looks like you... Professing his name with your lips, let's sing this song together. And before we do that, I'm going to give you a chance to take communion. There's a table right there. There's a table right there. If you are gluten free or if you prefer the single serve option, then there's a little bit in the back right over there. You can go to any one of those locations. I think Brandon's just going to play for two or three minutes to give you time and space to do that. Remember when we take communion, we're supposed to do three things, right? We're supposed to look up. I'm sorry, excuse me. We're supposed to look look back. We're supposed to reflect both on Christ and our own lives. We look back. Number two, we look around. We're not the only person that needs to take communion today. We're all broken without Christ and so we look around and we're encouraged by the fact that we're not solo, we're in a group to so look back we look around and we look ahead and we, we anticipate the day that we will be with Christ at the marriage supper of the Lamb if you're still hungry after you eat a little piece of bread and some juice you should be, let that be a reminder that a bigger meal's coming and that you have dinner reservations in heaven one day with God Communion will be open for the next few minutes. So whenever you're ready to take communion, if you are a Christ follower, if you've committed your life to Christ, I invite you to go and do those. And then when you come back to your seats, the band, we're going to sing one more song and let's let our lips profess his name with a sacrifice of praise. Thanks for listening to the Three Creeks Church Podcast. To find out more about our church, to give online, or to attend a service, visit threecreekschurch.com.